government-mandated podcast is made possible by an order from the federal government. A fruit salad that is yummy and yummy. And listeners like you. Welcome to Stone Fruit Cast, where uh, we discuss and rate and review uh, all of the most magical fruits in the world, the the stone fruits. I think that my favorite stone fruit would be a summer sweet peach. Yeah? Going, going traditional? Yes. Warm, uh, yellow flesh, uh, a beautiful, softly felt feeling skin. Well, you know it. what they say about peaches. They come from a can. They were put there by a man. Where did, where did he do that? Randy? Um <clears throat> well, in Georgia? Listen. At the time, he did it in a factory downtown, but in today's society, we like a more farm to table peach. Mm-hmm. So he would be doing that canning on on site at the at the orchard. Oh, that's so fancy. Yes, well, that's how you, that's how you get your fresh organic uh, pesticide-free canned peaches. Now, that man, would you say he's the sort of man that has a twirly mustache and suspenders? I mean, he may. Um, usually, I'd say he leaves the suspenders at home for formal occasions. <laughs> Pe- peach canning, that's like some sweatpants. Some, some SP work? Yeah. The sort of work, though, that uh, you, you need to tell everybody about it. Like with a bumper sticker, perhaps. Yes. Says like I break for peaches. Yes, I think that would be good. <laughs> uh, you put that on your bicycle. Mm, yeah, because you don't want all those emissions, right? Uh, making the greenhouse effect more extreme and right. making it so you can't grow peach trees. Anymore. Exactly. It's uh, it all makes perfect fiscal sense mm-hmm. when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I have to. Drop the bit here a little bit and say that uh, I am I'm actually a very big fan of you stone are. fruits. If you say get me some fruit at the store, stone fruit is what you want. You yeah. want a peach, you want an, an apricot. Yeah. You want a plum. Oh, plums all day. Pluots even. Yes. Which so, uh, uh, I had my first pluot here not too long ago. Gotta say, top marks, pluot. You got that hybrid vigor. <laughs> um. What's your favorite stone fruit of oh, them all? Oh, ask me to pick between my children, Rand. That's <laughs> that's a tough thing. But I will say, I, I I don't think I could pick a favorite unless maybe that favorite. Well, you know what? I think you made me just discover something about myself just now. Okay. I was thinking like, no, I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly. And then I went, donut peach, though. Donut peaches. Donut mm-hmm. peaches. Mm-hmm. You think in your mind, okay, well, it's got the word donut in the title, so right, it's got to taste like a donut, and you bite into it, and it doesn't taste like a donut in, at all, no. but somehow you're still not disappointed. <laughs> they are very good yeah. in the, as far as peaches go. They are top-notch peaches. Oh, yeah. If if peaches were, were czarist Russia. Uh-huh. You bet that the donut peach would be Catherine the Great. Okay. 
Interesting. Yeah, top shelf. So if um, a donut peach is Catherine the Great, what kind of stone fruit is Ivan the Terrible? No, uh, I'd say Ivan the Terrible is not even a stone fruit at all. I wouldn't, oh. I wouldn't dare slander a stone fruit in that way. <laughs> I'd say Ivan the Terrible is maybe uh, maybe not even a fruit. Maybe, maybe Ivan the Terrible is an avocado. Oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> Shots fired on avocados. <laughs> I know you're a fan, actually. I do. I love an. Why avocado. do you love Ivan the Terrible, Ryan? How about that? Why? Why is that? <laughs> Here's what I remember about Ivan the Terrible. He maybe didn't get along with his like uh, lords or whatever they were called in Russia. I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. They they had a big like kerfuffle. And that is literally all I remember right now. You don't remember how he felt about guacamole, whether or not he liked a little uh, little bit of pico in his or not? My guess is yes, because if you don't, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> but uh, back to stone fruits, because I don't want us to lose focus. This is right, stone this fruit is cast. Stone fruit cast. Uh, yes. But uh, I, I, in fact, I love stone fruits so much that I've come to replacing other fruits in common idioms with stone fruits okay things like a a plum a day keeps the doctor away okay yes i could see that yeah comparing uh uh, apricots and no well that's real that's a real apricots to uh apricots to peaches uh situation there that one i feel like if you replace them with two stone fruits that really loses the meaning <laughs> the meaning of the damn idiom fair fair but i i do have to ask you this ran uh-huh is that a pluata in your pocket or are you just happy to see me <laughs> you put a pluata in your pocket you're asking for trouble <laughs> yeah they laundry they, trouble uh, especially if they're real nice and ripe ooh that's that's too mushy for a pocket <laughs> see i think that's that's why you like stone fruits so much you don't like a toothsome fruit you're like i don't want to have to deal with chewing this very much yeah that's true (laughs) i'm a mush boy everyone has said it (laughs) if i could just have my daily ration of gruel (laughs) well you you know how it goes though they say a donut peach in the hand is worth two in the bush no wait that one doesn't work as much right birds are fruit though right um (laughs) No. The fruit bird? The fruit bird? The fruit bird may be fruit. Or it may be a bird that consumes fruit. You see? There's a dilemma here. Well, a, te- uh, a taxonomical d- dilemma. <laughs> well, I don't know how birds feel about fruit, but I do know that they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> they're big chocoholics. That's true. Birds love chocolate, if I know anything about them. They love chocolate, and they love uh, early morning worms. <laughs> Birds, I got to say, though, as somebody who gets up at two o'clock mm-hmm. every morning to go to work, you fuckers are lazy. I beat you. <laughs> I beat you up every day. I have to roll over, get up. Who's my... getting the worm now, says RJ. Mm-hmm. Those are my worms, birds, and you can't have any. <laughs> I am very greedy with my worm distribution. Uh, this is transferred from... Um... Stone fruit talk to idiom talk. <laughs> well, we can we can we can go back to stone fruits. I can talk <laughs> about stone fruits. Um, ooh, okay. Well, here's one. Okay. I didn't. 
I didn't want to bring this up because, like I said, such a big fan of stone fruits, but Mm -hmm. I did have a bad stone fruit experience here not too long ago. Did they all go bad on you immediately? Because I feel like they always do that. No, no, that didn't happen. I was voracious in my stone fruit eating. (laughs) By the way, I want to say real quick, another thing that's great about stone fruits, one seed, just one. That's true. And it's easily avoided. Yep. Because it's. Big as fuck. Yep. If you accidentally <laughs> eat the seed on a plum, you have, you have fucked up. <laughs> you tried real hard. Then, then you are a beautiful, majestic anaconda, <laughs> and I don't want none. <laughs> but uh, I did have a bad uh, stone fruit experience here recently. Okay. Uh, I got some peaches that were, I couldn't even finish one of them. Because I I don't know what they were treated with or something, but uh-huh. the skin just had this really intense bitterness about it. You could have skinned the peach. What am I like? <laughs> what am I? Some sort of peach skinning expert? I don't work at the peach tannery, Ran. I don't. <laughs> just get the vegetable peeler, like a carrot. You just go like. Oh, look who's got an answer for everything. The, I'm just saying. No, it's that's a, that that would have been a great solution, but But you were like, "No, these are dead to me. Trash." Oh can. no, I ate an entire one. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. I ate the whole first one and then I bit into the second one and uh it was one of those things like I know with you uh spice is cumulative for you. Yes. Like, you'll take a bite of something and think it's not that spicy, but 10 bites later, you're like, I can't take it anymore. Yes. Yeah, it was like that. And by the time I got to that second peach of chemically not goodness, mm. it, was, uh, it wasn't happening. Like, I took one bite and it, lit- it made me gag. And wow. I've never, yeah, I've never, I've never gagged on a stone fruit before. <laughs> I'm not bragging or anything, <laughs> fellas. Uh, but, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't want to linger on this trauma anymore. Okay, that's fair. It's it sounds it's, very bad. Yeah, I well like I said, I don't I don't come on here to besmirch the good name of stone fruits everywhere. Uh you're a hardworking industrious fruit. <laughs> By the way, have you ever noticed whenever somebody compliments uh, a group of people for being uh hardworking and industrious, like it, it always comes off just a little bit racist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're very clean people, Not too. Not like you'd expect is the undertone. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the unsaid part. Yeah, it's pretty that's bad. That's the racist part that remains unsaid. So I was just racist against stone fruits. Mm-hmm. Wow, I am really... Mm, this is uh, stone fruit cast over. Uh, yep. Why are we doing this podcast, Ran? Oh, okay. Simple. Posterity. In accordance with the National Podcasting Act of 2016... All compliant podcasts will be burned onto CDs, taped onto cassette tapes, and engraved into vinyl records and saved for future generations deep beneath the Library of Congress in the newly dug podcast catacombs. Hundreds of years from now, when the underwater excavation of the city known as Washington, D.C. takes place, our podcast will be found in the hermetically sealed catacombs waiting for future nerds to be confused by. That is a beautiful reason. Uh, I will say, kind of bullshit that they don't have eight tracks. Um, and the way that you were uh, 
telling us this recap of uh-huh. why we're doing it this week, I couldn't help but think of one of your books that seems yeah. like the plot <laughs> of one of your ridiculous sci-fi novels in which they have to uh, preserve culture. Mm-hmm. I may draw so we are often culture. from that stuff. So we are culture, in yeah. other words. We're out here making culture right now. We're the highest of societies. Yeah. Just wait. We'll be going to your opera. We'll be going to your high fashion show. We'll be going to your art gallery and seeing your pieces with emotions in them. (laughs) And that emotion? Sadness. Mostly. Every time. Mostly. Also, maybe some sexual repression. Mm. Yeah, I've never never seen somebody... (laughs) You know, like, whenever you go into an art museum, you don't see a lot of anger paintings, like, (laughs) a painting that you you uh, don't walk up to it and suddenly you're just (laughs) steaming mad. Anything that you go to that's a 3D art structure that kind of looks like maybe they piled a bunch of junk on top of stuff, like, in an artistically pleasing fashion, I think those are anger. Anger for the artist, maybe. Do you think it's supposed to inspire anger, incite anger? I'm sure it does in some people because oh, they okay. hate like, they hate art that doesn't look like a thing. You're getting paid how much? Oh, this yeah. is bullshit. Oh, I'm so angry right. that other people are successful. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Well, that again, uh, I think it's going to be good when they open that time capsule. <laughs> Uh, when the world collapses here in a few months. Right. And uh, <laughs> we're just counting down the days. And they get to look back. <laughs> oh, I know. That's so sad. But uh, And they get to look back and say, oh, wow, their wives were so buoyant. <laughs> and with that in mind, this is episode 23 of Government Mandated Podcast. Government Mandated Podcast is a podcast being made to avoid jail time. And so that we can sow the seeds of our legacy for the children who don't even know what a podcast is anymore. They just have to have podcasts acted out to them by Matthew McConaughey with a shaved head. <laughs> They're like, podcast? What, you take a pea pod and you attach it to your fishing line? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd cast that pod. <laughs> Rather than casting this pod, because yeah, well, I'm, I mean, rather than casting this pod, because I mean, they'll just let anybody into this neighborhood anymore. Like they let me in, and they're wah, they're wah. with the neighborhood. They're with the neighborhood. <laughs> You're ridiculous. On that note, RJ, what haven't you been telling me this week? Well, I wanted to tell you. I wanted to give you an update because I know it's something you think about all the time. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give you an update on our good friend. The MBKO. Uh-oh. The mobile base of karate operations. Yes. Otherwise it, known as RJ's car. Yep. And that's why you love me, because I have <laughs> dumb names for my car. Your dumb husband has dumb names for his dumb car. But it is uh, it is a quirky vehicle, to say the least. It's, yeah. it's over 10 years old. I've had it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's developed a new and fun quirk. Okay. <laughs> Don't sound worried. This one's not so bad. Not so bad. It's just refusing to stop anytime I touch the brakes. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, and now it talks to me and it says, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I keep telling MBKO, MBKO, my name's not Michael. It and is it's like, now. It's okay, Mr. Matthews. 
I've named you Michael. <laughs> you'll go by Michael and you'll shut up and you'll like it. Yes, Michael Matthews. <laughs> but uh, it has developed a fun little quirk where the the buttons that lock and unlock the door inside of the car. Uh-huh. They don't, not only do they not function anymore, but they get stuck in certain positions. So if you lock the car with the lock buttons, it's locked forever. <laughs> Eternity lock. In other words, my car has become a time capsule that we conceal podcasts in. Oh, that's good. So um, how did you, how do you, how are you getting into the car? Oh. Does the, does the remote button still unlock it? Uh, the remote button still unlocks it. And also, you can, uh, rather than pushing the lock button in the car, you could just physically push the lock to close, uh-huh. you know, like a savage. Yeah, RJ. Uh, like they used to do in the 1980s. <laughs> Real talk here. Maybe we should think about replacing this car. I never. So- you, yeah, you gonna have to. <laughs> you gonna have to soon. I, I Sooner than later, it's gonna not pass inspection. <laughs> you wouldn't tell the Duke boys to get rid of the General Lee. Oh, I would. <laughs> I, I know you would. That's why. <laughs> that's why I said I'd it. say, guys, you know what? I think I think the time has passed for the General Lee. Uh-huh. It's time to move on. <laughs> I think maybe you want to get a car named I don't know the Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah, let's let's change your image up, fellas. What would be on top of the Malcolm X car? I'm thinking just like a fist. Like a closed fist. See, I was thinking a pair of his trademark uh, black room glasses. Oh yeah. Oh well, you could put that on top, or you could put that over. Like you could physically make <laughs> glasses for the car <laughs> and put them over the headlights. That's and- that's the type of dignity Malcolm X was hoping for. <laughs> I think so. And maybe a little bow tie on the grill. Oh God. Ugh. Okay. If you make if you make the. Um, if you make the earpieces long <laughs> enough, you can put them right over the side view mirrors. <laughs> I've thought this through too much. I evidently, think. evidently. <laughs> but uh, it hasn't been uh, a terrifically bad quirk. I've made I've made it work as I've made all of its quirks work. <laughs> make it work. That's right. Tim Gunn would be proud of me. <laughs> I think Tim Gunn would say it's time to get a new car. <laughs> you just gotta. You just got to admit, it's time to get a new car. Well, I, I just worry about you, Zal. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the best things for you in life because I'm a genuinely compassionate human being. Tim Gunn is... I do miss Tim Gunn. Yeah, in my life, I think I need more Tim Gunn in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I miss you. Single, <laughs> Single tear. <laughs> okay, but uh, enough of my automotive woes. <laughs> Tell me, Ran, what haven't you been telling me? Okay, so today uh, we have Rand's taking this opportunity to force another factoid down your throat minute. <laughs> you have not been force feeding me factoids like uh, like meatloaf to a vegetarian. <laughs> well, normally I'll see things out and about in the world and I'll text you and say, RJ, did you know about this? And you'll say, oh, okay. <laughs> do I do I really come off that disinterested through text? No, no, I am playing it up for the podcast, you oh, see. Oh, okay. I I just hope that every text I send you doesn't come off like, yeah, whatever. I just I don't even care. <laughs> God, um, leave me alone, Rand. I just 
I just know that at times I probably come off like a kid who's just found out about Pokemon and wants to tell you all about it, you know? Oh, you mean like me yesterday, (laughs) the day before, today Uh. probably? (laughs) So anyway... Yes, here's what, what, what I, is this factoid? Here's Sorry. what I read an article about. <laughs> so, you know how movies and t- television shows will put that text that comes up and says, blah, 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 any similarity to actual persons living or dead, purely coincidental stuff. Uh-huh. Sure they are. <laughs> well, you, you, you've seen that. Yeah, no, I've totally seen that. Okay. So do you want to know why they do that? I I mean, I would guess some kind of lawsuit in the past (laughs) yes you're correct but it's kind of an interesting case so there's this guy in 1916 his name is prince felix yusufov it might be yusupov i don't speak russian so uh he is one of the dudes who kills rasputin oh wow it, it all comes back around again. I know. That was kind of funny. You brought up Zars earlier. I was like, ha Anyway, so he's one of the dudes who kills Rasputin. For this, he's exiled from Russia, which saves him from getting killed in the revolution. Well, yeah. All the uh, avocado lovers of Russia <laughs> were just ready to string that guy up. It was, you know, it was fierce. And, and, and that is why, to this day, avocado costs extra. Mm, I see. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) so fast forward to 1933 um mgm is making a big movie and it's called rasputin and the empress and uh in this movie there's a fictional character with with a different name that's meant to represent all the dudes who killed rasputin including yusupov Mm -hmm. yusupov 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 so in this movie Rasputin hypnotizes and rapes the wife of this character. That's an amalgam of all the dudes. And real life Yusupov got super pissed and said, hey, Rasputin never even met my wife. (laughs) So his wife sues MGM and she gets an award of $125,000 for defamation. Holy crap. And then after that, everyone puts that shit on there. Even if it's like based on a true story. And then... The events, ah, when any similarity to an actual living person is purely coincidental. That is a pretty interesting case. Yeah, I thought it was cool because it comes back around and you get to, you know, like, oh, Rasputin's involved? Bananas. <laughs> well, what they really should have done is made uh, a movie about the peach czaress. Yeah, they should have, but they didn't. That would have been a much more lighthearted romp. <laughs> Yeah, they weren't into lighthearted romp. They were into, uh, you know. I'm just saying, nobody would have said... Hypnotizing Rasputin. <laughs> nobody would have said, oh my goodness, in this movie, you had Catherine the Great hypnotizing me into having <laughs> a delightfully light breakfast that energized me for, to get me through my morning. You jerks. Give me that money. We know there's one thing I know about Catherine the Great. It's that she loved a light breakfast. <laughs> Nothing about a horse. That's for sure. No. Nothing that's totally false about a horse. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> As she pushes the glasses up the bridge of her nose. Yep. I know some stuff about history. Me. My name's Ryan. 
You do know some stuff, though. <laughs> these anyway. days, these days anymore, because I I know you are a person who knows who knows their stuff. <laughs> I just call you Wifepedia. Well, I guess that's a thing you could call me. That's an all right thing. I like knowing things, you know? <laughs> if I really called you Wifepedia. No, you haven't. No, but if I did, does that mean like the public just gets to come in and just edit you anytime <laughs> they want? We're like, I think our dog, I'm pretty sure our dog's name is Zizi, and the public's like, nah. nah. Your dog's name is Harambe. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably what they'd do. Yeah. Those motherfuckers in their Harambe. Yep. Did you hear about that? That that people wrote a rap song about Harambe? Yeah, I knew that. Uh, Yeah, but did you also hear about the Cincinnati Zoo? I don't remember. They named one of Somebody's their gorillas zoo, Harambe? Somebody's zoo had a poll to have voting as to what they're going to name the new gorilla that was born. Uh-huh. And they had open polls to the public. That's always and it was a bad like, idea. And it was like, uh, yeah, there's no way that gorilla is not going to be named Harambe. And sure enough, the gorilla is not named Harambe. It's not? It's called Bodie McBoatface? No, it's called Harambe McHarambe Face. Are you serious? I am 100% serious. Oh, my that is, that fucking is, God. <laughs> that is the world we live in. You know, if you had just named it Harambe, that's actually not bad. That's kind of a, like, in tribute type of thing, you know? But no, Harambe McHarambe face? <laughs> Kids, that ain't that funny. I'm sorry. It is. Go home, kids. It is, Ran. It's Go play Overwatch. <laughs> it's the equivalent of, uh, of oh, behave. And yeah. do I make you horny, baby? Yeah. Which totally holds up, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it didn't hold up at the time, let's be honest. <laughs> How? I mean, okay, remember back to when the Austin, Austin, Austin Powers movies came out when we were uh, in high school. I think you were over it immediately, people say, do I make you horny? You were over it immediately, right? I was. I was. You lack patience, but <laughs> uh, I, I've I've come to expect uh, the the high comedy standards of, of some dillweeds you went to high school with of my wife. Oh Jesus, my my wife. Anyway, my wife. Let's go to fucking Is this commercial. Funny yet? No, okay. Let's go to commercial. Do you want to get away? Are you tired of real life assaulting you from all sides? Spouse, obligations, kids, PTA, job, other drivers, bills, human beings and their incessant breathing. It's time to leave them all behind. Order Memison now. Memison will take you away from everyone you know and fill your new existence with whatever fantasy you could want. Attach the feeds dangling from your Memeson helmet to your temple, tongue, right index finger, and apply the largest patch over your heart. Once you've put on your Memeson goggles, you'll be presented with an online questionnaire to get your fantasy ready. Your data and brainwaves will be uploaded to Memeson's proprietary brain bank server cloud. 
Don't worry about your now brainless husk. Memosin will dispose of it once your payment has been processed. Memosin, upload into your new existence. Hey, welcome back from that uh, commercial. Hope you enjoyed the product, because I know you're going to buy it, right? Boy, oh boy. I hope I give me one of them products. I know there's going to be a big run. I better camp out in front of the store and give me some <laughs> of that product. Better dress up as the product and get a little t-shirt that says product name on it and then camp out in front of the store where they sell the product. That's smart. That's smart. Also, yes. alternate theory, you dress up like product security and oh. you sneak in with security. And that everybody knows product security gets a free product. The so. grift. Yep, that's the grift. <laughs> I think uh, that's what Gary Sinise would have wanted vis-a-vis uh, -vis reindeer games. Right. You do love Gary Sinise in reindeer games. I do. Anyway, let's do my dumb game now. I love your dumb game. What do you have for us this okay, week? Okay, so we're playing Don't Judge a Book by its title this week. Well, I guess if we're not judging a book, we should just stop playing it. <laughs> you uh, said don't judge a book by its title. So I guess we're going to oh, walk away. That, wait. <laughs> All right, that's I'm, it. Shut it down. <laughs> Turn off the lights. Podcast is over. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, let's judge a book by its title. There. See? Oh, okay. Wrong sorry. contraction. Sorry. Um. So what I'm going to do is tell you the title of a book, and you're going to judge it. Okay, well, that seems simple, and I will be very good at this, because the written word is like a dear friend to me <laughs> that I just can't get through a week without, you know, giving him a call and saying, hey, you want to get some beers, written word? <laughs> and written word says... Um, yeah, I don't know. I need to ask my wife first. And I'm like, come on, written word. You haven't been out in like forever. Ever since you've had kids, written word. You don't want to do anything cool. Mm. Written words like, nah, I got to drop. I got to drop off all the little participles in soccer practice. Participles. Uh, okay. Punctuation's really been riding my ass lately at work. <laughs> <laughs> No, is this bit not good? I felt like uh, it was good. No, it's good. I just can't. I, I, my brain is not there for making good bits with you. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, let's uh, let's refocus ourselves. Uh, I'd like to get to my game. Yes, ma'am. What uh, what do you have for us then? RJ, can you please tell me about ghostly seduction? Okay, ghostly seduction. The first thing that comes to mind when you think of seductions and ghosts. Obviously, we're all thinking of the movie Ghostbusters. Ghost. Oh, see, I'm thinking of Ghost. No, I'm with Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -mm. No, I'm thinking of that scene in Ghostbusters when all the Ghostbusters, yes. the titular Ghostbusters, yes, they didn't have tits, but they were titular. Right. So Ghostbusters won all men. Yes. Uh, when they're in the library in the opening scene. And they all pile up and Ray's like, okay, guys, I got a plan. They're like, okay, what's the plan? And then he goes, get her! And then they all kind of <laughs> rush her, and she turns into a giant crazy monster lady. That's the seduction for you? Yeah, that that is what, when you think of a ghostly seduction, that's got to be, that's got to be up there, right? Yeah, 
I mean, I guess. I mean, that seems pretty um, seductive, sure. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you definitely know what that word means. Yeah, I know what words are. <laughs> and so this bears that in mind. Uh huh. And this book is about three guys that are all competing for the same girl in a library. Okay, sounds familiar. Yes, and she's working work study there in the library, and these three guys just always come by and just chat up the the girl as she's sitting behind the counter and they'll talk to her about things like uh comic books and uh hmm. video games. Wait a second now. And uh <laughs> This sounds this sounds very familiar. Have you to read me. this book? No, this reminds me of when um we were first talking pre-dating what I would do because you worked at the library. <laughs> See, I bet all the listeners, though, when they heard that this was something that happened to us in our lives, I guarantee you they were picturing you working in the library. Yes, and I did eventually, but not at that time. Yeah. You were the true. library boy. I got you in the door. Yeah. You were like, yep. she's all right. Yeah. I was like, she's with me, guys. <laughs> That's okay. My boy. My boy, Dewey. Hang back. Hang back with your decimals. <laughs> she's cool, man. Uh, but uh okay so what's uh what's the book really about all right <clears throat> a writer's convention at a haunted hotel gives author jordan kyle the perfect chance to do a research for her next book i don't trust her she's got she's got two first names and that's always a strike <laughs> in my book why you could just flip it instant alias mm, kyle jordan Mm-hmm. sounds like um sounds like Green Lanterns. Yeah. That's what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, I, this is my cousin Kyle Jordan. Hmm. Yeah, it is it is equal parts. It's uh Hal uh, Jordan and uh and Kyle, Kyle Rayner. Yeah, I just I just realized uh the yeah. Rayner part. Yep. That's some Green Lantern shit. All right. While ghost hunting through the century old halls, she never expects to really find one. But when her sleep is filled with erotic dreams <laughs> and the starring sex god shows up in the lobby the next day, she's not sure if he's real or a ghost with otherworldly desires. Is is there any in more instantly funny word than erotic? <laughs> Like, I know some no. people, yeah, some people take that word very seriously. I don't know who these people are, but. The people who write these types of books. Uh, if you Desiree wanna, Holt. If you want to make any everyday item instantly hilarious, you just add the word erotic in front of it. Like, this is my erotic microphone. It is. If I made you breakfast tomorrow morning, I might serve you, instead of pancakes, I might serve you erotic pancakes. <laughs> Which just means they're shaped like dicks, right? No, they're actually shaped like contraceptives because we're <laughs> saving this house. <laughs> we are safe. Oh, man. Pragmatic cybersecurity consultant, Aiden Flannery, <laughs> only believes in what he can he see and hear and touch. But his dreams are invaded by a sexy redhead 
and her seductive peach scent tantalizes him by day. Uh, I see. Now I never clap on Mike, but you said peach, and, and then, yeah, it bring, like- again brings it all back around. It and here here's a little peek behind the curtain for Lister. Uh Our prep is done completely individually between yes. the two of us. When I prepped the opening segment in which we talked about stone fruits, uh, I didn't know stone fruits were going to come up and Tsarist yep. Russia was going to come yep. up. This is complete happenstance. It's it serendipity. It. Yep. It's it's beautiful. And also, I got to say, Aiden Flannery, he believes in things that he can hear and see and, and touch, touch, but not taste and smell. No. He doesn't believe in them. His <laughs> friends are like, hey, Aiden. Do you smell that? And Aiden, Aiden looks at them and goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only three of five cents can be trusted. <laughs> Sense? Senses is yeah, what I meant to say. that's true. Only three of five senses can be trusted. She tasted too good. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Are there supernatural forces at work, or is it their imagination? They only know, whether awake or asleep, these ghostly seductions are hot, 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 and they want more. <laughs> wow, your sales pitch just got a whole lot stronger there at the end. Your sales pitch just became uh, a pitch for a Latin marimba group. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's hot, 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 and you want more. I do. The rhythm is just moving me in strange ways. <laughs> Okay, so uh, what's what's the next book, Ryan? Okay, you may detect a theme. Dark Ghost. <laughs> okay, well, I'm realizing I'm quickly running out of ghost material. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So sorry about that, Kreiner. Okay, Dark Ghost, contrary to its title, is about a ghost who's just trying to mind their own business. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, hey, you're a dark ghost. And they're like, nah, man, I'm just chilling. I'm just trying to eat some Doritos and play some Xbox. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, you're a vengeful spirit <laughs> uh, bent on uh, chasing off the owners of this quaint bed and breakfast. You leave Shelley Duvall alone. <laughs> I was going to say, are you sure this isn't an episode of um, the Hulu program? Deadbeat? Deadbeat. Starring Tyler Labine. Yeah, because it sounds like an episode of that. Boy, I'm boy, I'm glad Tyler Labine's career is like starting to take off a little bit. <laughs> that guy just seems charming as hell. Anyway, um, but yeah, everyone's saying uh, you're a real dark ghost, and they're like, Nah, man, I'm just chill. I just wear a lot of black. Don't even worry about it. Don't even <laughs> I'm stress just it, dog. Goth. That's all. I'm well. There's none more goth than than a, than a ghost in all black. Yeah, a goth ghost. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty top shelf. That's top shelf gothery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying top shelf a lot this episode. Ah, fuck it. We'll call this episode top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, what's the book actually about? All right. Dark Ghost. It's part of the Dark series. <laughs> Got me mid-drink on that one. <laughs> book 27. Holy shit, of the Encyclopedia Darkanica. <laughs> the Encyclopedia Darkanica. For when you want to learn about the world that surrounds you, but like in a really tortured way. 
All those <laughs> all those salmon that go upstream die when they when they spawn. Yeah, eventually, like life is just so pointless and futile. I mean, like, why would you even try to spawn, man? <laughs> I'm gonna go home and listen to the Cure. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't civilized or tame. He had his own code, and he lived by it. <laughs> Monk. Bounty hunter. <laughs> Vampire slayer. Are they just listing classes for an MMORPG that they're planning? Yeah, he's take, he's multi-class is what's happened. Oh, okay. That makes sense. His DPS must be off the charts. Oh, you're making my eyes water. Okay. Andre... Baroy has spent centuries battling the undead, holding out against the dark with honor. But now, gravely wounded by master vampire Kostin Popsku. <laughs> Whenever I hear master vampire, I always wonder if there's like a journeyman vampire who's <laughs> just apprenticing for the time being. Like, ah, oh, you're sucking that blood all wrong. One day you'll learn how to suck the blood properly. That's the only way you can become a master vampire. Yeah, you're never going to get hired, hired for a big corporate vampire contracting work <laughs> if you don't learn how to suck that blood better. Wink. Uh-huh. Anyway. <clears throat> and that's what they say in business. It's about, it's about who you suck. Womp womp. <laughs> Andre will be easy to track. His spilled blood marking the trail for Puppescu and his hungry band of underlings. Those are his journeyman vampires. Andre's only chance is to disappear into the gray mist of the Carpathians. To wait. To hope. She had a healing touch and a scent that was his lifeblood. In the mountains, in search of a precious crystal, geologist Tegan Jones suddenly finds herself hunted by those she once trusted. Dude, don't trust their sense of smell. Don't trust it. I learned it from Aiden Flannery. Smell and taste. Can't be trusted. Tegan, she's running around behind your back with some girl named Sarah. Don't trust her. Then she comes across a warrior, wounded, wanting, and irresistible. Andre has been craving her for an eternity. His life mate. Her warmth envelops him. Her scent pulsates. And with every beat of her heart, Tegan surrenders to a passion she can't completely comprehend. Now they are bound by destiny, but is it enough to keep them safe from a stalking, relentless darkness that threatens to swallow them alive? I think it is. I think if you're enveloped with enough warmth. (laughs) I'll be honest, when they said she enveloped him with warmth, a wink, a wink. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that comes off a little. That also maybe uh, like he's a a uh, jellyfish sting, and she had to pee on him. <laughs> you know that's not true, though, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, <laughs> I gotta make sure the listeners know that that's but not pop- true. The popular popular mythos. <laughs> yes. Yes. But don't do it. If you get stung by a jellyfish, don't. Uh, your joke is factually incorrect. Yeah, so I'm explaining it to you. There you go. Thank you. It's not funny anymore. A, Look a, at me. I'm the internet. <laughs> a guide to dying alone. That's one of my 
That's my that's one of my all time favorite tweets. <laughs> uh, so shout out to at uh, some clever thing. Great tweet. RJ, you ready for the next book? Yeah, hit me with the last book. Go on and hit me with the last book. <laughs> Fire away. Ghost Talker. Okay, Ghost Talker. Um, Sort of noticing a theme here. Uh-huh. And I think that theme is uh, a banging. No. Um, <laughs> You're not entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Especially thus far. But Ghost Talkers is actually a book where instead of everybody trying to fuck all the ghosts all the time. Yes, as they do. Ghosts are hot, man. What can I say? Oh, God, I love that phantasmal body of yours. <laughs> Damn, you've been working out because it looks like you've been losing weight. Like, <laughs> you look all ethereal and shit. Mm-hmm. Damn, girl. But uh, rather than banging all the ghosts. Yes. This one, they just sit down, have a nice chat, talk to the ghosts about their interests, their dreams, their aspirations. And you know what? I think the ghosts really appreciate that. I think so, too. Personalized attention. I think when you treat ghosts like they have agency of their own, (laughs) and they're not just things for you to trap in your firehouse... I think when you treat ghosts like apparitions rather than poltergeists, it really it really ingratiates you to them, and uh, you can go on to have lifelong friendships, and that's important. You know what? That's beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about Ghost Talker. Yeah. What is Ghost Talker actually about? Ghost Talker is the fourth book in the Ghost Seer series. You're getting fucking lazy. You got to get up to, uh, what, 26 27. books? 27 books. <laughs> An angry poltergeist is stirring up trouble at Buffalo Bill's grave. (laughs) And Claire and Zach have been hired to investigate. Those are our pro tags, I guess. Can you please pick whiter names next time, okay? (laughs) That's my one complaint so far. Assisting them on the case as usual is their ghost dog, Enzo. (laughs) But they're also aided by the restless ghost of Bill's friend, Texas Jack. Little known Texas Jack. Can't get di- Buffalo Bill in the book. You can't book him into the, you know, to to guest star in your book. We gotta no. Re- no, his agent is fucking <laughs> litigious as hell. We got to get Texas Jack. Who's not, who doesn't even have his own hot sauce. What are you doing, <laughs> Texas Jack? <laughs> Texas Jack maybe has his own brand of mayonnaise. Like <laughs> Texas Texas Jack brand mayonnaise. It's made out of eggs, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Meanwhile, the most well-known psychic in Denver is angered by Claire's involvement in the case and will do whatever it takes to stop her. Of course, facing threats both living and undead are nothing new for Claire and Zach. Their relationship has weathered many storms, but there is a growing danger inside of Claire. That could tear them both apart. Is she pregnant with a ghost baby? I can only assume. Like a a danger growing inside her. Growing inside her? Yes, definitely baby. Ghost baby? Mm. Real human baby? Mm. Is it a ghost dog baby? Could be. I don't know what ghost dogs get up to. (laughs) Well, if if Forrest Whitaker has told me anything, (laughs) it's sweet samurai, blind Zatoichi style samurai shit. 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, how fucking stoked am I for him as Saw Gerrera? Uh, uh, yeah, so good. I'm I'm pumped in general for Rogue One. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see a character we've seen in Clone Wars come back as like a real person with a with a human face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, side uh, Rogue One sidebar complete. Yeah. Moving on. RJ, before we go to our uh, next commercial, I have a a special bonus book that has a very short title and a very short, and I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. You don't have to guess nothing. Okay. I don't have to guess any. Okay. Pressure's off. All right. Let's let's hear it. Honestly, I was doing the theme and I came across this and I wanted to share. Um, Wanted Ghost Busting Bride. Two warring ghosts drive Spencer Markham to seek a ghost-busting wife. He has one week to convince Kaylin Baker to marry him, but she has a bad attitude, wants nothing to do with marriage, and refuses to believe that ghosts exist. Can he convince her to join him in defeating the specters before the ghost's violence turns deadly? The cover is uh, very nice. Oh, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's like bad Photoshop, like... They took just a uh, a random Google image search, which I know a thing or two about. Uh (laughs) Know your Google will stop me anything. Um, They've got a random Google image search result of like wedding kiss. Yes. And then put that over top of like a a moon rising with some birds and then like really shitty like ghosts out in front. Mm -hmm. One green, one red. They're Christmas ghosts. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I just, I didn't think that the name would give it away, you know? Fair. So, bonus book. Enjoy that. So, uh, on that note, let's go to uh, our next commercial. Hi. Like so many of you, I love to use Pinterest to browse for ideas and tips. But, like many of you, I certainly don't have the time, supplies, or skill to make any of the beautiful things Pinterest suggests. I need a Lazy Girls Interests Board. Lazy Girls Interests Boards are the best way to find projects for you. Tell it what your skills are and what supplies you have in your home right now. It will only show you projects you could complete. Look at this one. All you need is colored pencils, printer paper, and the ability to write words. You could do it. What about that big t-shirt? Cut the arms and neck off. Boom. Sexy tank top. Fill your lazy girl's interest board with all kinds of projects you could do. Lazy girl's interest boards. We all know you won't, but you could. And we are back, as Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, foretold, lo, those many years ago. I will be back, he said. He and said. And he was. Yeah. And those podcasters will be back from their time capsule full <laughs> of uh, vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl will come back. I think and that's they your will favorite. That's your favorite. Why are we doing this, isn't it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I was having a good thinky think day when I wrote that. <laughs> well, um, Rayanne, I have to tell you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't been feeling very appreciated in recent months. Oh, well, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean <laughs> to call you out. I don't mean to call the world out. 
But right now, as of the time of this recording, I'm feeling pretty darn appreciated. Okay. Because right now in the state of West Virginia, oh, we are in the middle of Truck Driver Appreciation Week. A pat, at, pat, 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 uh-huh, pat, 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 pat. Oh, kisses, kisses. We love RJ so much. <laughs> um, as uh, declared by our honorable jerk off motion, jerk off motion, uh, <laughs> Governor Earl Ray Tomlin. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling pretty extra appreciated this week. Yes, and as with, you should. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, uh, this week's theme, I have made uh, a trivia guesperts uh-huh. with trucking as the theme. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay. how, much are, how much are you going to know about what I do for a living? I know that you get bread at the warehouse and you take it to a place and you take it off of your truck and you put it inside of the supermarket. You put it inside the Piggly Wiggly. It's like you're an expert. It's like you've been doing it for years. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so Trivia Gasper, in case you have not listened to the show before, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Rayanne a series of five questions around the theme this week of trucking. And uh, she's going to get three guesses at the answer to each question. Uh, If she gets it right on the first guess, she gets three points. Second guess, two points. Third guess, one point. Uh, And if she cannot get it in three guesses, she gets zero points. So that is a grand total of a possible 15 points. Play along at home. See if you can beat Rayan. My guess is you might be able to. Does Rayan know a lot about trucking? Fuck no. Okay, so first up in this week's Trivia Gesperts Trucking Edition, uh, I've got long haul trucking. Okay. Now, what I do for a living is not long haul trucking. No. Uh, I drive. Thank God. Yeah, I drive mm, maybe about 70 miles, within a 70 mile radius or so. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to be long haul trucking, on the other hand, how far of a radius is the minimum to be considered long-haul trucking? Guess within a 10-mile radius. Okay. How far away for long-haul? I assume something that you couldn't come back in one day is probably the, the real definition here. So, I'm going to... I don't know... Proves how much about how much traveling I do on the roads. Not that much. Um, let's say two hundred miles. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I will give you a hint and say that it is lower. The minimum is lower. So you don't. You're saying you don't want me to drive like I don't know within a four hundred mile radius a day or something. No, that sounds terrible. Okay. But then you wouldn't see me, and you'd have more time to pursue your uh, your ghost hunting hobbies. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes, that would be a perk, but are the perks worth the (laughs) anti-perks? What are some of those (laughs) anti-perks? Just out of curiosity. Not fishing or anything. Totally fishing. (laughs) Well, I would miss having your sweet face in the house every day. Oh, oh, that's now I really feel appreciated. (laughs) So, okay, okay. Uh, Let's try to stay on topic here. Uh, What Uh, is guest number two for the minimum mm -hmm. of... Long haul trucking. 150 miles? 
Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Yay. The minimum uh, for long haul trucking is actually 150 miles exactly. Well, hey. Look at me. Making so, a nice round guess. <laughs> so that is going to be uh, two points for you on that one. All right. Well, next up in Trivia Guesperts, Trucking Edition. Uh, now, trucking became very glamorized and uh, and pushed to the forefront here in America in the in the 70s. Mm-hmm. With the uh, hit song, Convoy, right? Uh, well, it's <laughs> funny you should bring that up. I wasn't going to ask you about that right now, but I'll tell you what. I think I will. Uh, the hit song Convoy from uh, the 70s the 70s <laughs> by C.W. McCall okay. uh, is made very popular. In it, a uh, trucker and his buddies are forming a, well, a convoy. Mm-hmm. And it's full of uh, trucker slang uh, from top to bottom. It features a uh, a trucker named Rubber Duck. Yes. I knew this already, but yes, go on. Now... Who's Rubber Duck speaking to in the song oh. Convoy? See, Rubber Duck is the uh, the memorable piece. Hmm. Yep, this here is Rubber Duck. Who have I got? You got a copy on me, blank. Teddy Bear? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I know we all want children's toys to be out talking to one another on America's <laughs> highways and byways. <laughs> okay, let's This see. here's Slinky. okay so not teddy bear next guess is um hank the skank (laughs) ah i saw hank the skank once in reno (laughs) i came away with hepatitis i wouldn't recommend it (laughs) uh Uh, but but no that is that is incorrect Although, uh, weirdly kind of close in a way. Okay. Okay. Um, final guess. Guess number three. Hmm. In what way was it close, I wonder? Let's say Henry the Unwashed. <laughs> Henry the Unwashed being the Henry the Fourth. <laughs> That's what he was known as. Yep. Then when the fifth came in, he's like, oh, man, I'm not keeping that legacy going. I'm going to get some gout and have sex with a lot of ladies. That sounds about right. <laughs> That'll be a much cleaner reputa- reputation than than Henry the Fourth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Henry the Fourth. I just slandered you on the air. I don't actually know what your deal was. Um, I want to say maybe the first tutor. I'm not sure. Go on. Okay, but um, in the song uh, Convoy, yes, it starts off, uh, Breaker, Breaker, this here's Rubber Duck, you copy me? Pig Pen, come on. Pig Pen! Oh, I was close. Hank the Skank, Pig Pen. <laughs> I thought, yeah, kind of a little bit close. So I was close. It's a, it's a conversation primarily between Rubber Duck and Pig Pen. <laughs> now moving on. Uh, I had said that trucking culture was popular in the United States in the 1970s, and with it, the CB radio, which yes. was the form of communication for truckers. But in the UK, however, uh, the CB radio was actually illegal Ooh. in the 70s. Now, when did the CB radio become legal in the United Kingdom? Oh, 
And and please note, it was it was still regularly used before this. <laughs> but they were real outlaws and rebels. Okay. Here's a fun thing about scum. about CB radios. Uh, my great grandmother had one in her home and would speak to truckers regularly on it. So that's 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 a thing. Um, so ran. Um, yeah. Your 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 grandmother's uh, great grandmother. Wonder- oh, sorry. Your great grandmother is a wonderful, classy lady. Um, you think she was hitting that? Oh, dude, I don't know. Don't ask me that. Nope. <laughs> things things that I know that lady loved. Her parakeet named Chiquita. Is talking on the CB radio to truckers. Watching professional wrestling. That's a terrible parakeet name. <laughs> if you're going to name a parakeet anything, you should name him after a stone fruit, not a banana. <laughs> the sticker was on his little uh, cage, so that's how you knew what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, so when did CB radios become legal in the United Kingdom? Yes, and uh, guess within uh, guess within three years, and okay. you will... Uh, be counted as correct in this. I'm going to say 1985. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Hmm. 1995. I'm sorry, that is also incorrect. Guess what my next guess is going to be? 2005. <laughs> she says, I like those increments of five. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry that is also incorrect. Okay. Just I, I did not give you I did not give you any hints. No, you didn't because uh, you're a monster. Yeah, I d- I'm sorry. You're uh you you were too close with your initial guess, so I didn't want to give you any hints. That's bad gamesmanship, sir. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a crooked games master over here. Mm-hmm. Crooked B- RJ, that's yep. what they call you. That's true. Ever since I came down with the m- pneumonia, they've just <laughs> They've been relentless in the press. They've said RJ oh, is botching dice rolls behind God. the DM screen. Yep. He wants your characters to die. <laughs> but uh, the CB radio did not become legal in the United Kingdom until 1981. Wow. So you were really close. If you had guessed 1984, you would have given it to you me. You would have been correct. Damn. But I didn't want to say lower because lower at that point gives you f- Four three years. years. Yeah. 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 So I you see. Really I could, see. You really couldn't have been wrong if you'd guessed lower. Yeah. So. I see. But still. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move across the seas. Uh, when speaking of trucking here. Mm-hmm. And next up in uh, Trivia Guestbert, we have not something that's related so much to trucker culture as much as it is just related to trucks in general. We have the Decatora. The what now? Oh, do you not know about the Decatora? No. Well, Decatora is a practice of Japanese truck culture people. Okay. Uh, that started in the in the in the mid to late seventies, and they would take these uh these box trucks and the like and do what with them? Oh, uh, build transformers, like the like robots in disguise. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Although that would be amazing, <laughs> we'd all like our own real life Optimus Primes <laughs> to come and turn our days into an adventure. And make us cry and give us the all spark. 
Right. Yes. All those things that happened in that movie. <laughs> anyway, um, let's say they made them into homes. I'm sorry. That is also incorrect. Uh, although they would, some of them would make just fabulous small homes in the style that uh, has become popular in the Deal. United States now. People love doing homes out of like garbage. Um, okay. Last guess. No pressure. Trying to think of the most Japanese thing they could do with these. They've built life-size Legos. I'm sorry, that is also incorrect. I don't know then. Uh, the Dekotora is the Japanese truck culture custom of taking box trucks and the like and just decorating them to all get out with lights and fixtures yeah. and... It's uh, next to Pachinko, it's the most loud and obnoxious Japanese thing I can think of. Okay. Um, I've I'm actually, kind of really excited to see this picture he's getting. Yeah, up. I've actually taken the liberty of, got some pictures here. Just Okay, this thing came straight off Fury Road. There are what I can only assume are heat exhausts all over the front. Okay, second picture. These are all done up with like... L- luminous fluorescent lighting uh they look like carnival um stands like you would go up and get an elephant ear <laughs> what's an elephant ear for those of us who <laughs> don't speak west virginian it's a funnel cake all right keep your fucking bougie fucking <laughs> snack food names to yourself why yes i can remember uh simple evenings i would sit down and read the works of faulkner and enjoy a nice <laughs> Funnel cake. <laughs> Why, we nothing... just sat down there at the county fair and we got ourselves an elephant ear. Why, we would sit down with a nice glass of sherry, which paired wonderfully with the funnel cake. Have we been watching a lot of Frasier? <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. Okay. These all look like ridiculous Transformers and then uh, cross, uh, crossed with, with carnival attractions. They've got like upper and lower parts that look like teeth almost (laughs) they're pretty fabulous yeah so if you want to give yourself a fun afternoon just google the word decotora that's d-e-k-o-t-o-r-a probably stands for decorated truck probably so probably so okay so last up in this week's trivia guestberts trucking edition Mm -hmm. we have one of my favorite movies. Oh, trucking. About trucking and also arm wrestling. Oh, okay. Yes. Over the top. That's the only movie about arm wrestling that there is. <laughs> and it's the best one. <laughs> Can you refute this claim? I guess it's out of the out of the competition of zero, then yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, well, over the top. For those who don't know, it is a movie from 1987 starring Sylvester Stallone in which he plays a truck driver, a long-haul truck driver, trying to bond with his son, uh, and he does so by taking him to arm wrestling competitions. So, you know, perfect bonding exercise. However you think this movie goes in your head, yeah, it goes exactly like that. Yeah, you were thinking to yourself... I bet Robert Loja's in that movie, and <laughs> you were spot on. And does he yell a bunch, and is he a bad guy? Yeah, he totally does, because he's Robert Loja. <laughs> but over the top, 
which when I watch it, I become like a machine. Yeah. <laughs> He's quoting the film for anyone who doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So uh, over the top, Heralded is a pretty, pretty terrible movie on the whole. Really. It's not great. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, you have. Um, <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. How is over the top rated? Get within 3%. Okay. I will say 25%. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. It is higher. Oh, well. I have a better opinion of it than I do. But I'm down. Um, all right. Let's see. 35%. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. It is fist pump, fist pump, fist pump. Higher. I feel like all these ironic likings of things are really affecting the uh, the rating of this movie. I do not like this movie. Ironically, I just wanna I just wanna stress that I know it's a bad movie. I know that about it. I like it not for ironic reasons. I like it for I owned it on VHS and watched it a lot as a child. <laughs> reasons. Okay. Seventy percent. I'm sorry. That is also incorrect. You way overestimate uh, people's <laughs> irony. Um, over the top has an overall rating on Rotten Tomatoes of forty-two percent. Okay. So you were pretty close with thirty-five. Yeah. But uh, should have gone for that forty-five. I thought about you it. You went ahead and doubled it. <laughs> you were yeah. like thirty-five. No, it's at least twice <laughs> that good. Uh, I Did do- you see him working out in the truck? It's twice as good as that. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, I do do the, uh, the uh, whenever I say the words over the top, to make RJ laugh. And for this reason only. I will do the, the motion with your arm as if you had just won a- an arm wrestling match. I'd have taken your opponent's arm down to the ground. Yeah, you will say, for example, uh, I like that comedy, but uh, I don't know. I just felt some of the jokes were... Arm wrestling motion over the top. Yes, and I just do that to make him laugh. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> uh, but with that, uh, I think we should go ahead and take a commercial break uh, so that we can hurry up and get to the end of the show, part of the show, because, boy, this episode's on. Virtual Extermination Technologies. Your organization is at risk. Cyber criminals want your data. Why? Because cybercriminals eat your data as food. Cybercriminals are sentient, crime-based programs that live on the net. Cybercriminals are waiting for you to fuck up. It only takes one time. Once you have cybercriminals, you can give them to your friends and family. How do I stop cybercriminals from eating my data and the data of my loved ones? That's what we're here for. We use the latest in cyber threat intelligence to track cyber criminals to their online nesting grounds. There, we murder the programs with current ethical hacking techniques. They won't feel it. They have no bodies. Do they have cyber souls? How the fuck should I know? Look, cyber criminals gave up the right to existence the minute they came after your data, alright? Don't let the fact that they have inner lives fool you. We must be vigilant. We must be tough. We must never let the cyber criminals win. Use VE Tech and get them before they get us. 
Welcome to the end of the show. Part of the show. Brought to you by products. Mm-hmm. <laughs> RJ, what do you want to go out on this week? I wanted to go out on that most special of things and go ahead and look at each of the listeners in their podcast ears. Yes, look them in the ear. Yep, look them in the ear and say, (laughs) you know, you really need to stop (laughs) over-swabbing. Your ears are getting dry. The wax helps uh, fight infection. You're using it too much. I know your ears get itchy sometimes, but still, you need to back off of it a little bit. But no, I do want to say that I appreciate everyone who listens to the show. It's a very big deal to me. Can't stress it enough. I say it every week, uh, and I know that it comes off a little bit half-hearted, but I do mean it. It's a very, very, very cool thing that people take the time to download and listen to this show. Yeah, uh, I I love all of you equally. You're all my precious children. I've probably said that before. Except that one listener. You know who you are. You're better than the other listeners. Yeah. Now you have to fight and see who that one is. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Candace Pluot. (laughs) You're the most special one of all of them. Pluot, you say? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, if I might ask one small kindness of you, treasured listeners, is that uh, you take a minute to, I mean, just a literal minute, pop on iTunes, give us a quick rate and review. It's huge and will help us uh, garner more uh, incredible listeners like yourselves. Yeah. So that I can look into their ears and give them ear reviews. RJ's, RJ's new bit is uh, Ear Review Minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not on iTunes and you can't give us reviews, that's cool. I totally understand. We are also on Stitcher and Google Play. Yes. So you can get us on either of those sources. But, Rayan, uh, what did you want to go out on this week? Well, I want to let all of our sweet, precious baby listeners know how they can get a hold of us if they, you know, should want to. So, if you want to email us, we're at govmanpod at gmail.com. If you want to follow the podcast on Facebook, we're on facebook.com slash govmanpod. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, we are at govmanpod. Uh, If you want to follow us individually as human persons on Twitter, I am at RAE underscore gun. And I am at upscale hobo. RJ is very funny on Twitter.com. You should definitely follow him. I think you should follow at Raygun. Raygun doesn't post on Twitter very often. I'm just letting the people know. Hey, she retweets plenty of great uh, Russian uh, media <laughs> things. So you can hear about... Like that minced chicken commercial. Mm-hmm. Go to the Twitter account, at Soviet Visuals, and look for the minced chicken commercial. It's pretty top shelf. <laughs> it, it seems like it could be one of our uh, completely real, not made up yes, products. Yes, it will. Uh, it will live in your nightmares forever. <laughs> so this week, when you go out into the world, I want you to think about uh, the good times we've had here on the podcast. 
Uh, I want to think, I want you to think about how much you're appreciated in your life and how you can show others that you appreciate them. Yes. So go out into the world this week. Find that special ghost trucker in your life (laughs) that hauls a bunch of peaches. Yes. And let them know (laughs) that they're just swell, that they're top shelf even. (laughs) And uh, as you're doing that, I want you to remember that Big Brother is watching. And he thinks you're boring. Cast and drinking all the beers. Maybe not that many beers, because I don't have that many beers anymore. Da, 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 da. So when you go to the store, that's on the list, I would say. RJ wants me to get some beers for him. Hey, get me a beer. I, I just, I, I don't know, I feel weird about asking you to get me beers. Hey, honey, when you head out to the store, get me a cube of Miller. Oh my god. If I ask for a cube of Miller, I have given up on life. That'll be a, a real sign that, like, body snatchers have replaced me. Body snatchers? Yeah. Hey, is, is, is RJ okay? What, what do you mean? Uh, he just asked for a sixer of Bud. Regular Bud? No. Bud Light with lime. Bud Light with lime. Oh my god, this is serious. <laughs> Quick, somebody cut him with a knife. See if he bleeds like a human. <laughs> like a human blood? Yeah. See if, put a rutabaga in front of him. <laughs> and see if he wants to eat human food. Rutabagas are human food, you know. Yeah. Look it up on Wikipedia. It'll tell you. It's a human food. I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it was like, uh, this is a food for aliens. And I was like, mm, I don't know, Wikipedia. I think someone's edited you. 